Well, hi everyone and welcome again to the Effective Teaching Podcast. I'm your host, Dan Jackson, and today I am once again with Trevor McKenzie. We're looking at his second book, Inquiry Mindset. This is one of our book club episodes, What You Will Learn from Inquiry Mindset. I'm going to chat to Trevor about this book. This is his second book that he published, and it is a bit more targeted to our primary and elementary teachers. Uh, But again, this is the second of his three books, and his third book is coming out on the 15th of May, available in Amazon. Uh, So you can find out more about that when you come and check out the show notes, which you can get at teacherspd.net slash im. Well, Trevor, thank you so much for joining me again to talk about your second book. Today, we're going to be talking about Inquiry Mindset. Can you just tell us a little bit about the differences between this book and your previous books that you've written, Dive Into Inquiry? Yeah, thank you, Dan. Thanks for having me back. Um, you know, Dive Into Inquiry was was written for all educators um, in, in my mind. You know, I, I, I didn't write it for high school teachers or elementary school teachers. Um, but as I slowly started to see the book get a response and I started to visit more schools around the world, you know, the hands that tended to go up in those workshops were more from primary teachers or elementary school teachers, which really told me I needed to write a different book for that audience. And uh, there's some amazing elementary educators or experts of inquiry that have been nurturing that community of elementary school teachers for decades, years. Um, and so this book is really a, an addition to that field of work. Uh, inquiry Mindset really is for elementary school teachers. Um, and with a specific lens on, 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 you know, really nurturing our students' curiosities, uh, their interests, and, and keeping their curiosities at the heart of learning across their learning experience. So when I see them as a high school teacher, um, you know, their curiosities aren't stifled. They aren't, you know, squelched. They are something that I can leverage uh, at the high school setting, Dan. So inquiry mindset really is for the elementary school audience and really trying to bridge curiosity across the student's experience. Okay. And so how, how do we then do that, Trevor? How do we do that with our primary school students? What's what's the process that we should be going through all? Yeah. Well, the process is, is similar to dive into inquiry. You know, I, I'm a big proponent of scaffolding. Um, I'm a big proponent, of course, of uh, in, in terms of not throwing our kids into the deep end of inquiry towards free inquiry too soon or too fast. Um, and, you know, I, I'm a big proponent of observing students in learning, you know, watching them and, and listening to them and pro- providing the conditions so that we can kind of harness their thinking, harness their curiosities and plan learning around what it is that we're observing. So at the primary years, that could look like many things. You know, one rich tool in the inquiry teacher's tool belt at the primary years is is the tool of provocation. And how do we spark wonder and curiosity, whether it's with loose parts or a station around the classroom where the station is designed for engagement, the station is designed for students to get talking and thinking and collaborating and give us an opportunity to observe and watch and document questions and kind of plan next steps. Provocation could be a a really compelling image, uh, video, you know, it, it's kind of funny in the inquiry world, provocation could, could mean anything that sparks <laughs> engagement and curiosity, but what follows from that engagement and curiosity is, is pivotal. Um, you know, harnessing the students' questions and having those questions kind of shape some of our lesson design, some of our research. What are we going to read? What are we going to, who are we going to talk to? Who are we going to connect with? Where are we going to go? Quite, quite, quite honestly, physically, where are we going to take our learning? to answer some of these student-generated questions. And at the primary years, having students' interests, curiosities shape questions 
and then shape the, the design of learning, the next steps, is a key piece of the inquiry mindset. Cool. And so throughout all of this, how do your four pillars that you talk about, you talk about these in both books, how do, how do your four pillars then uh, come into this process? Yeah, so the four pillars of inquiry are, are four uh, different entry points into more personalized learning. You know, free inquiry is kind of where students experience the most agency, the most space to make some really rich and relevant unauthentic decisions around their learning. And the four pillars represent four different entry points for students to get to that really relevant, meaningful, personal inquiry. And so the four pillars, one is exploring a passion, you know, something you're really, really interested in. And, uh, you know, I always have students, especially at the younger years, who have a passion, um, you know, something that if I were to catch them doing something fun on the weekend, it would be this thing. Um, but sadly, not all of our students have a passion. You know, I think passions require a lot of support from home, a lot of guidance, a lot of time to have this thing turn into something that a student loves. So another pillar is, is, is a curiosity. You know, what are you interested in? What are you curious about? What's a question you're thinking about? Given this provocation, wh where does your mind want to go together? Um, you know, another entry point, another pillar is, is taking on a new challenge. You know, all students want to learn something new. And some students, it's learning how to play the guitar. Some students, it's learning how to design a virtual reality landscape, you know, an immersive experience. And that particular entry point, taking on a new challenge, allows students to begin to cultivate a personal inquiry that is rooted in that really deep, honest, intrinsic motivation, you know, taking on that new challenge and, and learning something for myself. Um, and then the fourth pillar is, is you know, setting a goal, aiming for a goal. Um, you know, some students have goals of, of you know, uh, sharpening a second language. Um, some students have a goal of, of fostering, you know, change in the world around them. Maybe it's re with regards to sustainability uh, or positively impacting global warming. And these students choose a relevant personalized goal, and then they plan learning to hit that goal, meet that goal. You know, all four of those pillars obviously reflect a very unique entry point into that agency rich end of the pool, a, a personal inquiry, a free inquiry. And that's what we're aiming for is, is an equitable entry point, a, a space for all of our students to see themselves in that type of agency rich experience. So the four pillars, it's a sketch note. Um, that actually hangs in my class. It hangs in many of the classrooms I support in, in, in inquiry around the world as a visual cue, as a visual prompt to guide students through these equitable entry points. So they're choosing something that is going to be meaningful to them and also relevant to them and then achievable to them. They're going to be able to succeed in achieving whatever it is that they are planning for themselves. So those, in a nutshell, that's, that, that's the four pillars of inquiry, Dan. Yeah, I really like them too, because even as a teacher, it, it helps to guide you know, the kind of questions that I ask to get to know my students too. I can ask specific questions relating to each of those pillars, uh, and then I can utilize those in anything that I'm doing with my students. Because once you know that about your student, if you know their goals, their passions, things they're curious about, it enables you to be flexible in the way you design your curriculum so that they can foster their curiosities and uh, help them to develop their inquiry mindsets, as you said, even in the non-free inquiry processes, they can still utilize and be active in those. Yeah. Can you share finally a little bit about why it's so important for us to be fostering this inquiry mindset with, particularly with our younger kids in, in primary school and elementary? Yeah. 
Yeah. You know, I, I don't think I could pick just one reason, Dan. I, th- I think there are right. a few. Give me a few. <laughs> yeah. You know, you know, one reason is all too often I see disengaged students at the high school level. I see students who walk into a high school setting and uh, they just want to be told what they're going to have to demonstrate, what they're going to have to do to get to get the letter grade. And and to be honest, that's just not good enough for me as a high school teacher. I want teacher or I want students to find relevance and personal meaning and fulfillment in their learning. I want them to be connected to their learning. I want them to enjoy their time in school. And and those aren't utopic goals or desires from a teacher's perspective. That can be our reality for all of our students. And and it begs the question then, if if that's what I'm witnessing, what, what goes awry throughout a student's learning experience and schooling experience? Where does the curiosity tend to be something that isn't as leveraged or honored. And, and we all know the, the, the importance of literacy and numeracy, you know, as being building blocks to lifelong success. And I think that sometimes that's maybe where we, there's a fork in the road in terms of how important those literacy and numeracy skills are. Um, I think we as a, as a school of thinking, as a body of educators, need to reimagine literacy and numeracy through the vein of inquiry and through the foundation of collaboration and communication and social constructivism. And we don't learn best by sitting still in, in rows, being told things or being walked through things. We learn best by learning socially together, uh, interacting with one another, uh, getting our hands into learning, quite literally getting our hands into learning. And so I, I think that's a big piece as to why cultivating an inquiry mindset is so important is that students don't learn or lose that that ownership over learning and that that curiosity. You know, I, I think another big reason, Dan, is that, you know, it, it's not just good enough for students to know a bunch of stuff anymore. It's not just good enough for students to be able to perform well on a test. You know, those competencies that are becoming more and more part of what teachers are exploring as being a part of our role in a student's life. Uh, are, are very important. You know, what, what will be the legacy of our time with our students? It, it's not the content knowledge any longer. It's these skills, these dispositions, these habits of mind, and how our students not just see the world around them, but see themselves as learners and as thinkers. And so I think that that's another big reason. You know, how are we cultivating competencies? In the inquiry classroom, we are able to sharpen those competencies um, more often, more meaningfully, uh, and more personally. You know, students can set personalized competency goals across an an agency-rich experience. And so those are a few reasons that come to mind immediately, Dan. It's hard to hang my hat on one, um, but yeah, those are a few. Yeah, look, I've got to say, for me, the biggest uh, reason why this is important for our students is because it actually develops the skills within them to be able to learn. I think that, and that's that's really really important for me because we, as a high school teacher, we often talk about in what's going to happen to these kids next. Yeah, once they leave school, what are the jobs that are going to exist? Because half the jobs that exist at the moment didn't exist five years ago. You know, social media operator or marketers and stuff they didn't exist when i was at school because social media didn't exist when i was at school Absolutely. so yeah these these huge changes have happened and we're like well how do we then prepare students for that and i think one of the best ways we can do that is actually to teach them the processes of how to learn things which you know by doing this and, and stimulating inquiry it helps students to go well when i get hit with a problem with a challenge for example i know how to tackle that i know how to go about the process of finding out all the stuff around it to uh, to do that research process to find answers to test answers how to use other people in that process and i think yeah this whole inquiry mindset and your other book too dive into inquiry 
really set students up very well for life beyond school as well. Thank you. Yeah. And, you know, the content is important, Dan, you, you know, the, the knowledge is important, but, but, you know, how we go about acquiring that, how we go about exploring questions and curiosities and, and the unknowns of what the future holds for us. You know, how do we plan for the uncertainties of tomorrow in the classrooms of today? Well, we pose ungoogleable questions. We pose questions that require us to really sink our teeth into them and explore different research pathways to get to the content. So the content's important, but it's not the only thing that's important any longer in today's classrooms. Well, thank you so much for joining me today, Trevor. It was lovely to chat to you again. And I look forward to our next time when we get together because we're going to be chatting about your brand new book that comes out on the 15th of May, which is another inquiry mindset book, but this time focusing all on assessment. So thank you again for spending time with me. Thanks, Dan. Looking forward to the next chat. Well, guys, I hope you really enjoyed this episode. If you did, please make sure you leave a review and also hit the subscribe button and make sure that you come back next week when I'll be talking to Trevor McKenzie again in the book club episode. I'll be talking to him about his third book that's coming out on the 15th of February. We're going to find out all about it in our next episode. But if you are looking for some links to connect with Trevor or you want to get the transcript or anything related to this episode, please come to teacherspd.net slash IM for Inquiry Mindset and grab all the stuff that is there available for you. Thank you so much.